Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am so glad you joined me today. I have a great guest on today. Many of you have been with us before because Dorinda, you've been on a few times. I don't even know how many, maybe three or four times already in the past. Um, and now you're on again because you have a really new, exciting book uh, that that is coming out tomorrow. I'm so excited. Well. I have my copy of the book, and I can't wait for others to get this into their hands. Um, This is Dorinda Wilson. She is a very good friend of mine. God has been so gracious to just provide some women in my world and in my life who are hundreds of miles away from me, but who are just (laughs) those tightest two women in my life and uh, just good, faithful prayer warriors and friends to me. And Dorinda is one of those people that God has placed in my life. So Dorinda, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me again. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I'm so glad to have you back. I know we've talked about several things. I think probably the most listened to episode that you've done with me, and it's one of our most listened to episodes of all time, is we did one on sibling relationships. And that was a real, and that was quite some time ago. That was probably a year and a half ago that we did that one. As a matter of fact, I just got an email I think last week from someone who said she's listened to that episode several times. Oh, and yeah. Um, and then we did another one on boys, on uh, homeschooling boys. And that one was really good. And we've heard from other people that they've listened to that one several times. And so it's always fun when we hear from people and they say, you know, I just listened again and again and again, because there's so much wisdom to I love grasp that. in these specific things that every homeschool family deals with. Sibling mm-hmm. relationships, if you have more than one child. Boys, <laughs> if you have boys. Um, one of these days we need to do one on homeschooling girls. Um, we can maybe do that we together. Do. That would be fun, especially since mm-hmm. I have girls. <laughs> so that would make sense. Right. <laughs> um, but today we're going to talk about your new book. It's called The Four Hour School Day, how you right. and your kids can thrive in the homeschool life. And this is a very exciting book. I remember sitting at the kitchen table with you probably, I don't know, a year and a half ago, probably mm-hmm. about that. And we were, you, you had just started writing the book and you read some of it to Garrett and I, and we got to give you some feedback and it was so exciting then. And so now to actually have it in print is very, very exciting. So tell us, uh, well, for those who are not familiar with you in a nutshell, tell us about you and your family and kind of your homeschool journey. Okay. Well, um, I'm married to Daryl and we have been married for, well, it'll be 32 years in September. And we have have eight kids, five boys and three girls. The ages are 16 to 30. And we have our seventh grandbaby due in September. Wow. And we have been homeschooling for over 25 years. Um, so we've got seven graduated so far. And so we started homeschooling back in the 90s before the internet. And when life was a little bit more simple, um, the internet is great, but it really does complicate sure. things sometimes. And so we really, I mean, we went into our homeschooling 
years, just really wanting to give our kids a childhood, wanting them to be able to sort of develop and grow um, at their own pace um, with us alongside of them, encouraging them and discipling them. And we just knew that if we really, really wanted to disciple our kids, we actually needed to be with them. Uh, So sending them off to school for eight hours a day, five days a week, just really wasn't an option. I often just tell people, well, we were selfish. We, we didn't want to share our kids. With them, so <laughs> as you should be. <laughs> yeah. So we kept them home. And, um, and it's just, I tell people all the time when I speak at homeschool conferences that, you know, homeschooling was one of the single best decisions we ever made. Yeah. I believe it has made all the difference in the world for our family. Most of our kids are adults. Now we have a good relationship with every single one of them. And, um, we just, we couldn't be any more pleased with, um, the journey or the results. Yeah, it's awesome. We actually, uh, as as most of our listeners know, and as you know, Durinda, we just finished the full edit of the movie Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution. Yes. Congratulations. And thank you. It's uh, so exciting. Um, but in the movie, there are several shots of you and your family. And we happened to capture your family. This was a few years ago, um, kind of towards the beginning of filming, mm-hmm. when all eight of your kids happened to be home. And your grandkids right. as well. And so we have this uh, this shot, a few shots in the movie of you and all of your kids and grandkids sitting on your front porch around a fire pit. Right. And it's mm-hmm. so cool because we, we got to just kind of see firsthand the, the result of what homeschooling looked like in your family. And I know it looks different for every family, but mm-hmm. I can really say in looking at your family and just in observing you that God has really done an amazing thing through your obedience and through your husband Daryl's obedience mm-hmm. to have your kids home. Mm-hmm. And so when you write this book called The 4-Hour School Day and you talk about what what we moms who are still in the thick of it how we can make this homeschool thing work, you really do talk from experience and I really really appreciate that so much. So I want to kind of jump into this with, um, you, I want you to give encouragement to parents who are just starting to homeschool because of course we have so many parents who are just getting into the homeschool world, whether it's COVID or they're just seeing what's happening in the public school system, or for whatever reason, they're jumping on board with homeschooling and they're like, but what do I do? I'm not sure how to do this. And they always want to bring the traditional school classroom into their home. So I would love for you to start out with giving some encouragement to those homeschool moms who are just getting started. Yeah, I think my biggest word of encouragement is relax. Relax. Um, You are more qualified than you guys. I think that's probably our biggest fear is we're not qualified because it's something new and it's something we've up to this point handed off to somebody else um, to a professional, professional, I would quote unquote, um, but, and this is something I talk a lot about in the book, uh, very affirming um, as far as just letting parents know that they actually um, are qualified yeah. to facilitate their kids' education. And that doesn't mean you have to know everything. It just means um, that you're an expert in your child. Um, you love them more than anyone. You are more invested in their future. Um, and so why wouldn't you be the best person to facilitate? Notice I use the word facilitate right. because it's about if you, if we can't do something or we feel like um, the task or there's a special need or something that we're not good at, we can find resources. I mean, parents can be the most resourceful people on the planet when it comes to their kids, right? Right. So you just got to kick that parenting thing into gear and don't see these obstacles as things you can't overcome. 
come. Just look at them and say, okay, we're going to figure this out. Um, the other thing I would tell you is ignore the naysayers. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, you're the one who's responsible for your kids and you're the one who should um, can and should be making the decisions uh, when it comes to your kids' well-being across the board, physically, mentally, emotionally, yeah. spiritually. That's why you are the parent. And then also remember that um, there will be hard seasons. Like just expect it. Yep. Um, but don't give up. I, I like to compare it to parenting. You know, there are seasons of there are hard seasons of parenting, but we don't stop being parents. Right. Right. We figure it out and we overcome the obstacles and we problem solve. And often we can even work together with our kids to figure out how to solve the problem. Our kids can tell us a lot about what they need to learn and when they're ready to learn something or not. Um, so those would be my biggest words of encouragement. Love it. I like that you talk about to just ignore the naysayers because that I know is a really hard thing, especially with brand new homeschool parents. And we talk about peer pressure and we always tell our kids, you know, don't succumb to peer pressure, but then we end up doing the same thing. And when we have, you know, especially when it's our own parents, you know, grandma and grandpa are saying, you know, don't, don't do this homeschool right. thing. And it's really always, it's because right. they don't understand it. And we, under, we, we get that that's, why we're making a movie about it. They just don't understand That's what right. it is. But at the same time, like you said, you are the parent that God has right. entrusted these children to. And so you don't have right. to answer to anyone else, but you do have to answer to the Lord for what he's given exactly. you. And and you, exactly. as parents, we have to be good stewards of our children's hearts. And um, homeschooling right. is a great way to do that. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. We are back with Dorinda Wilson. Um, you know, Dorinda, you, you, the, your book is called The Four-Hour School Day. And I know that traditional school is, is somewhere from seven to eight hours a day, depending on the school, can be longer if kids do before or after school care. Um, I actually used to be an after-school daycare right. uh, teacher, I guess they would call me a teacher, but I wasn't really a teacher, um, at this, at a Christian school Provider. in my town. Provider, <laughs> sure. And, um, you know, it always broke my heart because I would see kids who would be in school all day long, and then their parents were running in to pick them up right at six o'clock before we locked the doors. And those mm -hmm. kids were out of their, you know, out of the control of their parents for the majority of their day. Um, and right. so, so traditional school really is about seven to eight hours a day. And in this book, you talk about how we can actually give the same quality of education to our kids in only four hours a day. And, and I want to say even less, because if they're early elementary, of course, you don't need, nor should you do four right. hours a day. So I want to kind of break that apart, um, and how we can fit in what we really need to fit in, in these four hours a day. Right. Well, I think the first thing we have to remember is there is a very, very large amount of time spent on crowd control. Yeah. So in a classroom of 25 to 30 kids, it's going to take significantly longer just to get everyone moving in the right direction, uh, never mind all the interruptions and uh, that inevit inevitably happen in the classroom. I've talked to former teachers who I've asked them directly how much learning time actually happens 
in the classroom. What they said a small right. fraction. And so really what we're looking at is, is efficiency because we have what is one of the best things about homeschooling, and that is a low student-to-teacher ratio, right. right? They say that's the, like the top, one of the very top things that determines um, how the learning goes, how successful the education is. And so we start out um, very much on the plus side when it comes to that good curriculum. We get to choose what's best for our child, what we want to be, not only what we want them to be learning, you know, in the way we want them to learn it, which is a biblical worldview, all of those things, but we can use learning and teaching methods that work the best for our child. Um, Because again, you know your child better than anyone and you can adapt your approach based on what helps your child engage in real learning. And as a parent, you get to, you get to, um, be able to tell when that's happening because I don't know about you, but I can always tell when my, when the wheels are turning for my kids, like they've got my hundred percent attention because I don't have 24, you know, 20 other kids to, to deal with. And I look at them and I know when they're doing well, when they're not doing well, when they're struggling. And, and this just, this, all of that just feeds into a much more efficient and effective education. Yeah, absolutely. You talk about crowd control and it, we still do a type of crowd control in our own home, but that typically involves siblings. <laughs> and, right, you know, exactly. we, and, and we, but we get to control their time and yeah, and, what and they're the getting. other thing is when it, when it comes to the siblings, that is part of their education right. as well. So with, as we're nurturing sibling relationships, we're teaching them what do healthy relationships look like, what's important and what isn't. Okay. We're going to, we're going to actually set aside yeah. our agenda right now to talk about this conflict that you're having with your sister. And obviously we're not going to do that for every single, you know, argument or right. problem. But, but at the end of the day, if we feel like, okay, now this is becoming the rule, not the exception that there's all this bickering going on, something, there's something else happening here. And right. we can take the time to sort of like dig into that and really problem solve and uh, conflict re- resolution with our kids. Now, now I did not go into this knowing all that I right. learned as <laughs> I walked through with my kids, like I learned alongside of them, what does it look like to, um, you know, to biblically be a peacemaker, Yeah, be a biblical peacemaker. And, and it's honestly really simple um, principles that you just find in the New Testament where God tells us how to, tre- you know, how we should treat each other as the body of Christ. Guess what? Those same, those same things apply to family life. And so yeah. these are all the things we can just like, easily just work into our days mm-hmm. as long as we're being careful not to overschedule, right. not to make the checklist too important. A checklist is good. A plan is good, but we, you know, we lay it before the Lord. Sure. You know, he, you know, we make our plans. He directs our steps. That's right. The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. So we're yielding everything to him along the way. Right. And I can tell you, like, I don't have a degree. I, I don't have any kind of college degree. I don't even have any college experience. I have a high school diploma. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you that I know my kids yep. and I love my kids and I am a professional. I have a degree in my children. Right. And I got that as we walked along. Yeah. And so you as a parent can do the exact same thing. And I think that's the biggest message in my book that I, that I um, kind of just uh, explain in many different ways um, that can help give parents the confidence to say, I actually can do this. Yep. I think I can actually do this because you can, <laughs> you actually can. Yeah. And there are so many great resources out there. And there's the, the, the 
homeschool landscape has changed so much. Yeah. So what we might have, you know, thought of homeschooling 20 years ago is vastly different now. It's a very diverse yeah. group of people, especially with COVID and everything. We've got a whole, whole thing going on here. So you're going to be able to find your tribe, find your people and get the support that you need as a homeschooler. And um, you just, you just have to work for it. Like it's not, you can't just not do anything, right. but, um, but I tell you, just make some efforts and it's out there for you. You can totally do this. Yeah, absolutely. You you made me uh, giggle a little bit when you said you had a degree in your children. And I thought, after eight kids, I think you have a doctorate. So I'm going to call you <laughs> oh, doc Dr. Dorinda from now on. Because that just flows, it. right? <laughs> it does. It does. I like that. Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> it just rolls right off the tongue. I want to go back really quickly to talking about the elementary school years because we, we mentioned that briefly. Um, right. You know, oftentimes parents bring their kids home from school or they're just starting out with homeschooling and they've got little ones and we're talking elementary. So kindergarten through fifth grade, you know, fourth or fifth grade. Right, right. And they still have that mentality that they have to do school for seven to eight hours a day. How, how can you encourage that mom what should the school day, not that, that you're going to schedule out her day for her, but what should a school day look like for a mom with elementary aged kids? Okay. It's a really good question. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> that's my job. <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, um, when I say four hours, that's the cover of the book. Mm -hmm. That was really pretty much the max that our kids did, even in high school, when it came to book work. Now right. they were learning all the time sure, because we always had a chunk of time every day in the afternoons that um, was self-directed um, from the time they were very young. They had self-directed time in the afternoon where they got to explore, experiment, play, um, you know, work on learning hobbies, explore their interests, um, just, just whatever, you know, just the, the creativity could just flow. That meant that sometimes they had to be bored because uh, when we're bored, we reach way down inside and we start to think about what we could, what are the possibilities here? And sometimes that means they get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. But that also means then you've got a character issue that came out that you wouldn't have known about before that you get to deal with. But right. the bottom line is, um, I feel like homeschooling is a balance of directed learning and self-directed learning. So you want a balance of those things. And so I we, I, we tended to just, this is what worked for us, was morning time was more directed. Now, when it came down to our kindergartners, I, I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to be honest, they did zero to 30 minutes a day for mm -hmm. kindergarten. Yep. Because the bottom line is kindergartners really just needed to be doing tons of hands-on stuff. That doesn't mean you have to set up stations and buy all kinds of special things. Although there's some fun things out there sure. you can buy, like Montessori has some great things to, to that you can purchase. There's so many great resources out there. But hands-on stuff. But even if you don't want to do any of that and you just want to keep it simple, bake with them, let them play with Play-Doh, let yeah. them color, you know, all those things. So kindergarten, uh, you're starting out there and then you're just slowly moving and easing into more schoolwork as they seem ready. So right. maybe the end of kindergarten or first grade, they're going to start writing their, you know, learning to write their numbers and their letters. And you'll, you'll know, you'll yeah. just know when they're ready because they, they, they they'll let you know. To, yeah, yeah, they'll let you know. I, in fact, I that became so obvious to me 
um, I learned that so well with the older ones that by the time we got down to the younger ones, they were literally begging me nice. to do schoolwork <laughs> yeah. because they saw their older siblings right. doing it and they wanted to, to do what they were doing. But also like they were like, everybody else knows how to read. I don't know how to read. I need to learn how to read. And so I'm like, really, it's only kindergarten. Can we just maybe not do this right now? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I would wait and then they would be so chomping at the bit. And, you know, and then other times maybe we'd start and, you know, maybe in kindergarten, they're like, oh, I really want to learn how to read. Okay. Well, we sit down, we do maybe, you know, five days of lessons and all of a sudden they lose interest. Well, it's okay. Yeah. We, you know, just because we started the ball rolling doesn't mean it's a freight train and we have to right. keep going. Like we can, there's an ebb and flow to homeschooling. Yeah. I think that's something that parents need to understand every day isn't going to look exactly the same. I think we have this vision in our heads that that's the way it is in the classroom right. and it's not. Right. Um, and it's not that way at home either because that's not how learning happens. Right. Um, a lot of times our kids, um, sometimes they're growing and developing and their bodies are busy doing other things. Yeah. And we have the freedom as homeschoolers and the flexibility to back off a little bit when yeah. we feel like that might be going on. And again, it's tuning into those Parental instincts, yep. that discernment that God has given you specifically for your kids. And if you don't feel like you have it, let me tell you, just pray for it yeah. and be a student of your kids and you'll have it like that. Yeah. And that does not mean that mom is a failure. I think oftentimes we feel like if our kids are like, I'm done, I don't want to do this anymore, I want to give up, especially when they're little, we feel like we have somehow messed it up, we haven't taught them correctly, and we have caused the frustration. And, right. and oftentimes it's that they're maybe ready for a little bit of instruction and then their brain has to process that little bit right. of instruction. And right. then they go off right. and they play for the next few weeks in the dirt mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. come back and they take a little bit more instruction and then right. they play for another few weeks. And so that does not mean that mom is a failure. And, no. um, and, and, my, and moms need that encouragement. They need to know you're doing such a exactly. good job. And my experience is that when you let them take those breaks and they come back, all of a sudden they're just like, they will, they can often make so much progress. All the progress they would have made a little bit every day over the previous three weeks, they'll make in two or three days. Right. Um, that's just how they're wired at that age. If we will let sort of nature take its course, you know, yeah. God has given us these kids with a desire to learn. Mm -hmm. I always felt like my kids ha always had a desire to learn. They were born that way. Yeah. My job was just not to burn them out. Right. Right. <laughs> so I, that's how I saw myself. It's just, you know, a lot of the time it was like, okay, I'm giving some direction and now I just need to get out of the way. Right. Because they're on their way. They're doing something. They're focused. And if I jump in and do too much of it, it's more like my thing and not their thing. Yeah. And we really want them to own everything they're doing. We want them to own their play. We want them to own their choice. Now, this doesn't mean that they never have a time frame that they need to w work in. But I think especially in the early years, it's really important to keep time frame things to things like chores and obedience mm -hmm. and character issues mm -hmm. because um, they can't really take that pressure at that age. They can when they get a little, when they get older, but not in those really early years. So yeah. relax. I just right. relax and enjoy these years. Oh my goodness. You never get these years back ever. Yeah. So savor every day. Yes, some days are hard and there are moments that are hard, but overall, um, you should be enjoying your kids. And if you're not, it's a really good thing to step back and ask why. For me, sometimes it was just that I wasn't really keeping the boundaries that I should be keeping with my kids. And they were getting by with more than they should. And 
I didn't realize it, um, except that I wasn't enjoying them. Right. <laughs> and so that would always get my attention. I'd be like, Lord, why am I not enjoying my kids? Sometimes it was me. Sometimes I just sure. had a bad attitude, you know, yeah. but you know, <laughs> it's, it's worth stopping and saying, why am I not enjoying them? And, and even if it is my attitude that needs to be adjusted too. So I can sure. get back to enjoying my kids. Yeah. Our know? kids have a good way of adjusting our attitudes, don't they? <laughs> so, They're very humbling. Oh They're my very goodness. humbling. I know <laughs> we are out of time uh, for this episode, but we're going to come back on Wednesday and continue talking about your new book, The Four Hour School Day, and about homeschooling and just bringing this encouragement. So Dorinda, thank you so much for talking with me today. Where can people pick up this book? Oh, they can put uh, pick it up at, um, well, they can go to my website, DorindaWilson.com. And uh, the, you can also, once it's once it's out there, um, June 29th, we can, uh, you can get it at any major bookstore on Amazon, anywhere else. Yep. Sounds great. We'll put those links in the show notes for you guys. And um, again, if you have not yet signed up for the Schoolhouse Rocked newsletter, please be sure to do that. Go to schoolhouserocked.com, sign up there because you're going to want information on when the movie is coming out, when and how you can get it into your hands and be able to just share it with people so that people can understand homeschooling and be encouraged. We've been, we started some test screenings over the past week and it's been so exciting because as we have, uh, been showing the movie to a few uh, people already. We have, we have some more test screenings coming, but as we've been uh, showing it to people, they have said, you know, you know, I've been homeschooling for so long and I was so encouraged by this movie. And so it's not just for people who are looking to homeschool. It's for people who have been homeschooling for many years. And so we are excited to get it into your hands, but make sure you're signed up for our newsletter, schoolhouserocked.com. Thank you guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. We will be back with you on Wednesday. Talk to you then. Bye. Every year, parents just like you are discovering Classical Conversations, a vibrant, supportive, Christian homeschooling program that's been equipping parents since 1997 with the resources, tools, guidance, and encouragement they need to homeschool their children with confidence and prepare them for a lifetime of success. Visit our website at classicalconversations.com to find a nearby community and learn more about homeschooling the Classical Conversations way. Classical Conversations, Christian homeschooling simplified.